0: BLOB TALK RADIO To from the windy to the west, I rose to believe. Soldier for my country, I chose to take the lead, and now I'm everything you never thought that I could ever be. I am what I was never supposed to achieve. From the windy to the west, I rose to believe i soldier from my country, I chose to take the lead and I on everything you never thought that I could ever be. Schools after schools, abandoned with no rules. Lost in the city when the breeze so cool. Sister by my side to help still confused. Kids so cruel cause they blinded from the truth. A shame to show my face I didn't saddle to surround it. A clear of who I was, not a dove but I was drowning. Disoriented to realizing I was pounding. Up against the storm and the fight so astounding. I was marked for my age. quickly I expounded Developed a demeanor that would determine my outcome Walked for my last name, here is where I'm founded Tried to hold me down, but they couldn't keep me grounded So I hiding above buzz, started writing and rebounding Releasing all the pain, rebirth, I started sounding all on the struggles and the hustles of my childhood This is how I met hip-hop, forever bonded I am what I was never supposed to achieve From the windy to the west, I rose to believe Soldier for my country, I chose to take the lead, and now I'm everything you never thought that I could ever be. I am what I was never supposed to achieve. From the windy to the west, I rose to believe. Soldier for my country, I chose to take the lead, and now I'm everything you never thought that I could ever be. Welcome
1: to the flip side. I'm your moderator, Ms. Rashida Jabbar, and we have our two hosts. Hello,
2: it's Zayn Porter, and this is Adul Shahid Porter.
1: And we want to welcome you to the flip side. We are so excited to be back, guys, on the flip side. So, how have you been? <laughs> it's been pretty good. it been pretty good.
2: Back from the summer, start school.
1: Mhm. Doing right. good in school?
2: Yes. The cards car in like
1: two days. Two days. Wow. Great. Well, listen, because we're running late, we want to get right to our show. We have a wonderful, wonderful guest today. On the flip side, with us, we have Mr. James Elam today with us on the flip side, and we also have um, two co-host guys, Quan and G. Do we have Kwan and G on the phone?
3: Yes. Hi.
1: Okay. Do we have Kwan on the phone? Yes. All right. Do we have Mr. Elam on the phone? Yes, we do. Okay, great. Now we're gonna get started. We wanna welcome um everyone, uh our listeners as well and our guests to the flip side. And as you all know that I am the moderator of the show, Ms. Rashida Jabbar. And this show is for our, um, geared towards our young um, advocates, who are really interested in um, achieving and reaching the highest goals and their aspirations that they can do, they can reach. And we, as the adults, we are the ones that's going to sit here and we're going to try to help guide these young men um, to continue to guide them up the straight path. But we're going to start off with um, reading the uh, bio. Of our guest today, Mr. Elam. And once we begin to read the bio, and then we're going to turn the show over to Zayin and Abdul. They're going to begin their questions and answers, as well as our co host, uh, Mr. Kwan and Mr. G. So we're going to go ahead and turn the show over right now to uh, one of our hosts. I think it's Zayin. Zayin, is you want to take over? Zayin
4: introduce Juan. Um, today we have co-host Quan, And he is going to read the bio of Mr. James Elon.
3: Quan. James Elam began his professional career in 1997 as an attorney at the President's Dowworth Tax and Law firm in Philadelphia. After, work, after working for a year as an associate in the litigation department, he moved into the corporate transactional group, utilizing the strong client base that he had developed in rel- relatively short order. He immediately began the formation of a media law group within the firm, initially focusing on music-related rel- clients, James de- developed a strong peace scene in the blossoming Philadelphia m- music scene. Thereafter, he been, began representing clients in the film, television, and theater and industries, as well as a professional athlete and author such limitaries as Joe Scott, Little Wayne, and John Legend. In such everything, his client James has negotiated numerous agreements regarding recording, artist, music publishing, music production, licensing, distribution, merchandising, and investments, while also serving as general counsel to a number of companies. Mr. Elon's specialties included, by not, film production, TV production, corporate law, business-to-business transactions, entertainment industry contracts, technology licensing, multimedia contracts.
1: Wow! Thank you very much, Quan, for reading that outstanding bio. Turn it over to Zain. Mr.
4: James Elon, welcome to the flip side.
5: Thank you, young man. Thank you very much. And thank the other young man for that fine introduction.
4: <laughs> it is a pleasure to have you on as a guest on our show.
5: My pleasure to be here.
4: Well, my Certainly first question my for pleasure. you. Well, Mr. Elam, we want to get right into our question segment of the show. Sure. Um, my first question for you, Mr. Elam. My first question to you is, when is the best time to attain and enter tournament attorney in the beginning of your career or in the middle of the career?
5: Um, well, you know, that's an interesting question. And, and honestly, um, you know, I will give you young men a lesson. Um, the The answer that any lawyer would ever give you to almost any question is that it depends. And the reason that it depends is because in any situation, the facts matter. And so for clients looking for a lawyer, it depends on whether they would want to hire someone um, at a very, very early stage in their career or at a later stage in their career. Now, very early in your career, you are not necessarily earning money as an artist. Let's say you guys decide you want to start a group tonight. And so right now, you're not making any money. So when you call someone and say, I want to hire you to do anything for you, to from making t-shirts to helping you guys to, you know, driving you to practice, that costs money. So... When you're looking to hire people and you're not making any money, it's a little bit more difficult for you to hire people. So you guys have to figure out a way, okay, maybe if we go and do a bake sale or we go and do a couple of concerts and we do something to earn some money, then we can start hiring people. Well, that's the time when you would consider whether you would hire a lawyer among other people that you would need. And you would hire a lawyer, really you would need a lawyer when you want to know certain levels of information. Uh and when I say that I mean you want to know how the business that you're getting into works. Meaning you want if you are an entertainer, you want to know how entertainers make money and protect their money. Does that make sense to you gentlemen? Yes. 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 Good.
1: <laughs> okay,
5: Diane,
0: next question.
4: Um Mr. Elam, have you done any work out of the country? And if so, can you share with us what artists did you do litigations for?
5: Well, that's two different questions. Um, yes, I have done work out of the country um, as far away as Japan. Um, in fact, I've had the uh, the blessing in my life to learn seven different languages because of the places I've been. So hopefully one day you will have the opportunity to learn even more. You know, funny enough, in America, America is one of the only places where people only know one language. So most places around the world people know multiple languages. So, yes, I have had the opportunity to work around the the world. Um, And as far as litigation, what litigation means is that when two people get into a fight, somebody hires another guy to go. imagine if you guys have an argument with, uh, another group of guys and as opposed to getting to a fist fight you hire somebody to go argue for you well that's what a lawyer does in litigation so litigation means you hire someone to argue on your behalf now when what I do to the contrary is if you guys decided that you liked some other people and you wanted to do uh, to work together let's say hey you guys have have chocolate and those guys have peanut butter and you guys decide you want to get together and make weekly cups, well, then I am more of the negotiator. I come in and I help you guys to talk to the other side about how you guys can work together. So do you understand the difference?
4: Mm-hmm. I understand the
5: difference.
1: Yeah, we had that Good. discussion the other day. We went over litigations and things of that nature. They got pretty Good. prepared for this interview. <laughs> Good.
5: See, I don't litigate. I don't um, I don't go into yeah. – I, I, well, first of all, I don't practice law anymore, but it's, it's easy for me to talk about. But I never went to courts. Uh, I did that a few times early, and they, I didn't like it, uh, meaning I didn't like the, the – I like the creative process of, of helping people to come to solutions to work together as opposed to helping people to fight.
1: Okay. Okay. Thanks.
4: Um, my next question for you is, if you were not able to become an attorney, what would you have been instead?
5: Um, well, you know, that's another interesting question and then funny enough, as I said, any lawyer always answers the question as it depends. And that's because in my life I've done lots of different things and I'm only forty two years old, so I have lots more things that I intend to do before I'm done. Um, so I I don't really know And I'm not the type to only do one thing Um Meaning I I I don't know (laughs) I can do (laughs) it
3: Hard question Um,
5: and so when I'm like right now Um, I have a film production company So I make movies I create television shows And media and And other forms of content Um and you know i I enjoy that. I also teach at a university um, I've you know played sports at a very high level. I've been involved in the music business you know i've I've done lots of different things so i I don't know how many other things I will eventually <laughs> do, but you know it's a big world, and you know you there are so many different things, so I don't know. Being a lawyer was just, uh, you know, uh, you know that was another day in the life, so to speak. Okay. fine. Your last question.
4: And my last question for you is: What do you f- feel is one of your greatest achievements besides being an attorney for many known artists in the entertainment industries?
5: Um. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I said wow. <laughs> I mean, I I would say um, being a great father to my children, um, but also just in that general capacity being a teacher. um, You know, I bet you guys really don't even remember, but when you were little boys, I taught you guys lots of things.
1: They don't. (laughs)
5: And when you guys would make little mistakes, I would catch those mistakes, and I would help you through those mistakes so that you could grow and learn.
2: We did not know that.
5: And I watched your father do the same. So the reason that you gentlemen are so articulate and sharp is due to the efforts of people like your grandmother and people like your father and people like me who all took an interest to make sure that you were all... um, taken care of so to speak. So um you know I value I like, as I mentioned I teach now, I teach at Saint Joseph's University and I spend lots of time with young people helping them to grow and learn and develop and to um become better people, better citizens.
3: Wow. And so
5: that that I would say is my biggest uh best achievement. But, you know, there's lots of other, you know, what I'll call earthly things, you know, that I have achieved and done. But, you know, for me, when I um, I don't achieve things um, and rest on those things, um, I actually enjoy the process of achieving things. So for me, achieving something doesn't mean I'm done because now I just have to... Achieve something else.
4: Thank you, Mr. You. Yes, okay,
5: thank you're you. are welcome. Wow, that was great.
1: <coughs> now we're going to turn it over to our other host, uh, Mr. Abdul. Abdul, we're going to ask you to go right into the questions. Then from you, we're going to go directly into Kwan, because you know time flies. Okay?
2: Okay. Abdul. Going to my first question. You
1: greet yourself, say
2: hi, Mr. Yule. Hi, Mr. Yule. Hello sir It was a pleasure talking to you The last time we talked on the phone
5: Likewise
2: Okay going to my first question Uh, A lot of hip hop artists A lot of hip hop artists In the industry get in trouble What advice can you give to an artist Who is striving to be successful In the music industry
5: Well like anything in life that you do, um, when you are competing against other people, you either are in the pack, meaning you're doing what everyone else is doing, or you're outside of the pack and leading the pack, or failing. Which I'm not even want to talk. We're not even going to talk about failing, but you're either in the pack or out of the pack. And I think that people need to discriminate what you. You know, I think that if you are an artist or a janitor or a Lawyer or a pizza man, you have to figure out what you can do to makes you to makes you stand out among everyone else, and you have to figure out how much, you know, is that does that take additional work? I mean, it always does take additional work. So you have to figure out one like how to out like how much work everyone else is putting in, and then figure out how you can do more work than that, and you know, and figure out also at the same time. How to work smart, and so if you maximize your the the how hard if you maximize how hard you work with the with how smart you work, you get the best product, and at that point you you can become your best. And once you're at your best, you know then you know if you're Really worthy. I mean, you you will stand out. I mean, being being an artist is not. A, I mean, it's a job on one side and it's a profession at the same time. But also at the same time, there's a lot of talent, and you know, it has a lot to do with talent, and that has to do with you know with lots of different things. I mean, you know, it, it has to do with your whatever you are best at, um, and that's a that's a whole different. X factor and so you can never dictate Talent and sometimes talent honestly Doesn't even always win so I mean it's a you know I always say that uh, The way that you become lucky is to work Hard to be in the position to be Lucky Do you guys understand what that means? Yes So you have to work hard to put yourself in the position To be lucky before you can get lucky
1: Okay (laughs) That's a good one Okay Abdul
2: and to my second question, can you please tell us what does a media logo consist of, and what types of services do it offer?
5: Sure, well, media is everything around you um meaning right now we I'm talking to you on the telephone, people can listen to this on the radio or on their computers or on their cell phones or on the television. Or you know however they're listening to this show right now, and all of those different things are media, and the media law is the the again, I talk to you again, what I do is help people to negotiate the different contracts and uh not- uh yeah the different contracts, the way they do business together, the way that the telephone works with the internet that works with blog talk radio, how all these things work together, I help these people to talk to each other so that these things can happen. Okay. Interesting.
2: Yeah, it is. And my final question. I see you have done work in film production. How was the experience for you?
5: Um, I love film production. It's like um it's it's um right now one of the most amazing forms of storytelling. Although video games are pretty awesome. But um Film production is an amazing form of of media um, that's very impactful, and um, I I like that process, and um, I've learned a lot about that uh, very interesting business of creating digital video content. You guys probably spend a lot of time on YouTube. Well, I mean, that's... All digital video content Because that's really the future You know, people will want to watch Things to to learn and take in information That's that's how people take in information
1: Okay That's beautiful Go ahead, you
2: want to close it out with me? And Thank you, Mr. Alam Now Now I'm going to turn it over to our Guest co-host, Quan
4: Yes
3: Thank you, <coughs> you Zoya and Adele, for having me as your, as your co-host on Full Five. So, how are you this evening, sir?
1: James, he asked you, how are you this evening? I am I am great, sir. Thank you
5: for asking.
3: You know, what steps did you take in preparations to get your lottery, and how many years did it take?
5: I will tell you that honestly, the time it took me to get my law degree was no time at all. Um, it's uh, a total of seven years, counting college and law school. Um, but it was, it honestly was a blink of an eye. I really don't even remember law school too much. And, uh, I mean, because so much has happened since then, but. It's uh, honestly a pretty easy process. It happens pretty fast. So, um, yeah, seven years.
3: (laughs) seems like a lot
5: now, but it's really not in the big scheme.
3: My second question is, what were some of your obstacles as an African-American attorney? Mm -hmm.
5: Well, I mean, there's lots of obstacles that you face um, as an African American male period um, and the the biggest one that you face is your appearance and that's because people are taught to be afraid of you and to think different things about you um, and so we spend a lot of time working to overcome things that people are taught to think about us Um, Like, for example, I saw an article about um, Barack Obama the other day that essentially said that um, African Americans not only have to work twice as hard, but you have to be half as black to be successful. And what that means is you can't even really express the fact that you are an African American Without being labeled as uh, as a boy from the hood, so to speak, and so it's um it so those types of struggles exist when like I worked in a large law firm where I was the only African American male. So and and most often, like when I went to law school, there were uh, like two thousand students of which maybe a hundred of which were African-American and maybe 20 of which were men. So when you're at a high level in the professional world, there are fewer of you than ever. Like right now, you probably only see black men mostly in your day-to-day life and black women. But for me, for a long time, and a lot of times when I'm... In different places, it's the complete opposite. And so you have to learn how to operate in different places. Um, I mentioned to you earlier that, you know, I can speak a number of languages. Well, that's just foreign languages. I also speak a number of American languages because you have to be able to talk to people in different places. If you're talking to your teacher, you speak to her differently than you talk to your brother. Uh, and you speak to your brother differently than you talk to your mother. So you have to always appreciate where you are and who you're talking to um, when you speak to people, and, and you become very, very aware of that when you're a black man. But nonetheless, it's nothing that's impeded me from achieving anything I've ever set out to do.
3: My last question is How were you treated as an attorney of color by clients and your peers?
5: Well, um, you know, it was a very mixed reaction because, you know, people are uh, off, you know, people sometimes, um, it was very mixed, sometimes positive, sometimes negative. And that's really the best way to say it without going too, too far into it. And so there were times when, people would certainly treat me differently because I was a black lawyer in a negative light um and then there were times when I would meet clients that were very happy to have an opportunity to to work with a black lawyer um so there were it it, it definitely happened a little bit of both ways for sure
4: Okay. Thank you, Mr. Ewan. Thank you, and, and thank you, um, Kwan, for your great questions. And now I'm gonna turn now I'm gonna turn the next questions over to G. <coughs> G are you there? Yes I am.
1: <laughs> okay, Thanks. G, you can go ahead. How are you today, this evening?
3: Good.
1: That's great. Okay, you can start with your questions.
3: Thank you, Zaina and Abdul, for having me as your co host on the flip side. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Mr. James Elam, how are you this evening, sir?
5: I'm well and yourself, young man. Thank you for asking.
3: You're welcome. So Mr Elam, you have worked with Lil Wayne. What was it like working with him, with Lil Wayne?
5: Well, um Wayne was um Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and um, the, uh, hmm, <laughs> um, I think that um, he is, um, what's the good way to put it? Um, he is who he is, and he's like that all the time. That's the best way to put it. So it's 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 definitely not an act That he puts on And sometimes he can be a little over the top And you know And sometimes he's You know at the same time He's not a stupid person So he's a very smart man Who sometimes maybe makes Some odd decisions Right But I think that unfortunately He has not had A level of um, probably appropriate mentoring to allow him to make that level of decision making. I mean, but quite honestly, you know, people make decisions sometimes based on uh, good reasons and sometimes bad reasons. Um, and, you know, I I think that if he thought about the things he's done a little bit more, he will probably change some of those decisions, but most of us can say that at the same time Even you as, as young men Can think it back to decisions you've made And so you probably would say Hey, if I could think about doing that again I would probably not do that Agree? Yeah. Agreed. So, and, you know, unfortunately You know, sometimes He just has a little bit more uh, Freedom than other people Not everybody else I mean, but certain people You know, and and. Freedom meaning, you know, he doesn't have to work for a living. Like, uh, how do I put this uh, best? He believes that he can be, he he believes that he doesn't have to work for anyone, I guess, so that he can do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of people in the world who have worked hard enough to not have to take a job from Someone else, and and you know, there's a level of freedom that comes with that, and he's expressing himself.
1: Okay, G, your next
5: question.
3: And my second question is, how was it working with Jill Scott?
5: Um. Well, I mean, again, Jill is. I mean, again, I can honestly say almost the same thing about Jill, and that you know, Jill is who she is. She's a very you know a very brilliant woman, but a very unique person um She is an artist, and artists tend to usually have a unique perspective on life um you know funny enough, you guys have been raised to think of an artist as a as a business person meaning an artist as a person who um who handles their business and et cetera, et cetera? Well, that's, uh, that's kind of partly accurate, but it really is almost a, um, a an artist creates art, and and many of these artists, in order to create art, they have to view the world in a way in a way that's different than most people. Or else it wouldn't just be it wouldn't be art. It would just be some guy drawing on a wall or whatever it is. So the thing that makes it interesting is the person's unique perspective, and um, you know that's kind of part of the thing. That, again, just like with Wayne, I mean, part of the thing that makes him an artist is the fact that he he has a different perspective on things. Um, and so you know, Jill is a very smart but unique person who is uh, amazing to watch and learn from and to watch her create her art.
0: My third question
3: is are rich clients more difficult to work with than the not so rich clients?
5: Well, I don't know that it's a money thing so much at all. Um it's it's much more a scenario of um of um the, again the the artist client in that um, you know they tend to have a very unique outlook on everything including business um and so you know that. You know, I I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a money thing because, you know, there are people with money that are quite normal, regular people. And there are people with money that are pretty crazy. (laughs) And so, um, you know, funny enough, I read an article today. um, Actually, I posted it on Facebook today. Um, It was about a gentleman who literally made this company and made billions of dollars and then freaked out and became a drug addict and just killed a guy. And so you never really know. Wow. (laughs) You know, you you never really know what someone will do. You just really don't. You you never really know. So, um, yeah, so there you have it, I hope. I oh, hope that made sense.
1: Yeah, it made sense. Gee, your last question, please.
3: And my last question is, are rappers harder to work with? Rappers? Yes.
5: Well, you know, um, you know, rappers tend to, I don't like to generalize people. I've worked with some that were pretty good to work with, and I've worked with some that were pretty awful to work with. Now, unfortunately, what's happening is that rappers, as I mentioned, you guys have been raised to kind of see a rapper as um, a character, actor, person that just acts like, you know, I'm used to a different type of rapper. Um, I'm trying to think of a good way to explain it. I don't know. (laughs) I don't usually really mess with a lot of the younger rappers because it's, you know, it it becomes a a, a lifestyle thing. There's a lot of advocates. They, they, you know, they become. You guys understand the expression "life imitating art"? No, you probably don't. What that means is that basically the things that happen in real life imitate create. It is imitated in what happens in art And the things that happen Meaning music But the things that happen in music Also Are imitated in real life So they basically affect each other Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You, know, you know people that, that that act too much Like things they see on TV Yes, and then there's people on TV who act too much like things they see in the streets.
6: Yeah, definitely is. So, I hate so Ariel.
5: that's that's what I'm talking about. And so, you know, unfortunately, when you deal with rappers, you deal with that problem, and then you get people trying to imitate what they see on TV, and people trying to imitate what they see on in the street and it creates problems for people because it confuses people. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Thank you, Mr. Wow.
1: Well, fellas, this was a great, great, y'all had some wonderful questions, and I appreciate you, G, and Quan, uh, for coming on and being our guest co host with your wonderful, wonderful questions. And I just want Mr. Elam to know as well as our listening audience that all the questions that you heard here this evening, they did not come from me. These young men, uh eleven and twelve and um and ten, they all came up with the questions themselves and um I think that it was just outstanding and I commend you young brothers for that. Uh, Mr. Elam, this part of the um show is where um we come in and we leave the lines open for our listening audience and I started off with my first question to you, and basically it's into um this part of the segment is about achieving and to give our young men uh young boys mm-hmm. and young girls an opportunity to get i would say words of wisdom from uh the uh much mature sector. I hate to call us older. <laughs> My grandsons are looking at me like, okay, grandmom, but the I'm older. You I, they
5: they can I, respect I, me as an as an elder. I'm an elder. Good. That's great. Because I I am so a, a introduce young,
1: young me sister. as an elder. <laughs> and what we want to do is that they're we know that in society, especially because we are African American, and these are the young men that I do mentor—African American and Latino um, men—and we find that a lot of the young men find that are trying to find themselves without having fathers or mentors within them, their lives, and they don't know the steps. And they—they they look. Everyone looks for a blueprint, a road, a blueprint for success. And a lot of the times, I see that. That road is by um, experience and and learning and falling and picking yourself back up. Uh, if there's any um, steps or word of advice that you can give our young brothers here that are um, the hosts and co-hosts of the show, as well as our listening audience of um, the roads to success
5: here sure, and- in America. Sure, and and, and what I will definitely tell you um, is that there is no one way at all to succeed in life. So the reality is you have to choose a path that you think best suits you. Um, And there are a few key things that you can do regardless of your path that will help you to keep on the, to, to succeed, to succeed, to basically. Um, one of those things is that regardless of what you're doing, you have to be willing to put in a good, solid day's work. And not only a solid day's work, you have to be willing to put in a, put in more work than the people who are next to you no matter what it is that you're doing. Um, again, if you are, you know, the guy who is making French fries, you have to, you know, be the guy who makes more French fries than everybody else. And you have to develop that level of work ethic regardless of what you're doing in life so that you know that you always uh, you develop that pattern of success for yourself, of, of knowing that if you put in the amount of work, that it takes that you can succeed. So that takes that level of work. You have to develop a pattern of work for yourself. Um, Second, I would suggest that you figure out what what you're not only good at, but something that you're good at and like. And you're very young right now. You're going to see and learn a lot of different things. And you should work on things, work at enough things in life to learn what you're good at. That's a good way to put that. Let me say that again. You have to work at enough things in life to learn what you're good at, meaning you have to try enough things in life to see what you are good at and not good at, meaning that you're going to fail at a lot of things, but if you don't ever try those things, you won't know whether you will succeed or fail at those things. So you have to try lots of different things, put in the work to see whether it's something you can do or not, and then deal with those results and keep pushing forward.
0: Mm.
1: Wonderful. So find what you're good at, work at it, work at enough things in life to know what you're good at. So it's basically learning through the experiences as you grow. And then if you acquire something, say um, Zayn, he's he's interested in writing. He, he loves to write books and music. So he found that's his, his what he's good at right now. But later he may find that he's greater, and something else. So Absolutely. that would be okay. Exactly. So we got and, that. And,
5: and, and to that end, when you're doing, when you're learning about something, anything, you should find out who are the people who do what that thing is. Mm-hmm. Who, who are the people who do it best? Meaning, if you like video games and you want to make video games, or if you want to paint or if you want to become a lawyer, who are the people who are doing that thing the best? And figure out what they've done to get there. And that will start to help you to lay out some level of a of a plan for success for yourself.
1: Okay. We had a little difficulty. Something came in the phone. <laughs> we don't know what happened just there. But, um, Mr. Evening, I tell you, I am, I, we've been here, and we're just so excited and overwhelmed with you, to be honest with you. Um, I have given the boys some, some history of their encounter with you in the beginning of their, of their life and the influence that you had not only um, on their father's life but as well as mine um to have someone and we just keep it real as an attorney to take that type of interest and in someone who is your client. Um I just want you to to know that I truly appreciate it as um for my son and his children. Um and to have men like yourself in the beginning of their stages in their life and then to continue to bring it back in, in full fold again is really um an awesome thing for me as their grandmother and I just want you to know that I truly appreciate that. Um because there's you know, a lot of people just don't don't do just because. You know, they do because they want something. But I can honestly say that you did not ask for anything in return because of the type of person that you are and I really appreciate that. Um, Jacqueline, we wanna keep we want to open the lines available now for any calls because we want to let Mr. James even um go. But we want to open the calls um now for the flip side. If you want to call in to speak to our guest or our host or our co-host, you can call the flip side at uh one six four six seven one six seven nine nine four. That's one six four six seven one six seven nine Nine, four. And that is the flip side And our young advocates are waiting to speak with you As well as Mr. Elam And we're going to try to keep Mr. Elam on for another um, I guess we'll say 5 or 10 minutes To see if we have any callers that are willing to speak with him We have a lot of listeners, as I can see, on the line So if you're not afraid to call in and speak to Mr. Elam Please, this is your time to do so And um, guys, you want to tell Mr. Elam about the school that you're in, the importance of your global leadership, because you spoke about the seven languages that you know and that you speak, besides the English English language that consists of, as you explained to us, um, different languages in the way that you conduct yourself and your character, which I thought was a very good um, point to bring out to the young people to give them a distinction. Of um, languages. Now, with you and traveling all over the world and and learning um, different languages and and dealing with different cultures, there all four of these young men attend um, a global leadership um, charter school where they learn um, global studies and things that nature. And sometimes young people get uh, sidetracked, and all these young men you're speaking to are honor students and straight A um, students. What kind of advice can you give them as far as in their global studies? um, Kwan and Zayin will be taking a trip this year to Canada, and then the following year they go to Bahamas. Um, Abdul, he'll be going to Memphis and Atlanta. So they do a lot of global studies. What is the importance of acquiring global studies and learning about other cultures? and other languages for these young men to see that they are blessed in a global school?
5: Sure. Um, well, I mean, honestly, there's so much to talk about with regard to the benefits of learning about different places and cultures. But, I mean, to to put it quite simply and easily, we live in a world where you can talk to people around the world Right now, um we can jump online and you know you can um video conference with a person in another country right now um everywhere travel now is cheaper and easier than it ever has been, so the people do business even even funny enough, you know just it <laughs> funny enough, even the the rappers and such they travel all over the world. I'll tell you, unfortunately, most of them never really get a grasp for the people and the cultures that they intermingle with. Now, again, as Americans, people usually expect that you don't know any other languages, whereas if you meet uh, a black person in France, they speak at least three languages. Um, Or, you know, anywhere else in Europe or in Africa, there's no less. If you meet a black person Really from almost anywhere else in the world They speak three languages At a minimum And in America They, you know Not even a black thing Because, you know, Americans, period We only really speak one language It's pretty pathetic um, And so when you speak to people And you're an American That can speak other languages people were People treat you very, very kindly. As a, remember I told you guys that, you know, when you when you um when you do anything you have to you either are in the pack or out of the pack. Remember we talked about that? Well, having language skills is an easy way to keep yourself out of the pack. Because you will allow yourself to distinguish yourself amongst not only just your the little group of people around you, but honestly amongst any American if you can just speak those languages. like I just learned, I'm not learned, I'm learning Mandarin right now, Mandarin Chinese. So, and Mandarin Chinese is the most popular language in the world. And when I walk into, and, and I'll tell you funny enough, I've learned a lot of languages, and Mandarin is last. And when I walk, I use Mandarin Chinese more than I've used any of the other languages I've ever learned. I use it all the time because there's Chinese people and people who speak Chinese all around us. And they all speak Chinese, but they also speak English, sometimes anyway. And when you can speak other languages, it opens up whole new worlds to you. Even people I've known, when they learned that I can speak Mandarin to them now, they treat me differently.
6: Um, I want to share um um Rashida that there is a caller on the line right now from the 240. You want me to open up the line?
1: Yes, Jacqueline, please.
6: All right, here we go. Caller from caller. The 240.
1: Hi. Hi. My Who is speak- Kayla. Who? Kayla. Um, mhm. Kayla from Baltimore. How are you, sweetheart?
6: So from Merlin. hmm I'm on my cell phone.
1: I can barely hear you, Kayla.
6: I'm on my cell phone.
1: You're on your cell phone. Great. Guys, say Thank hi you to you. Kayla, Miss yeah. Bliss' daughter.
3: Hi, hi, Kayla. Hi, girl. Kayla.
1: Kayla's calling you guys all the way from Merlin. Kayla, say hi hey to Mr. James Elam. Hi,
3: Mr.
1: James Elam.
5: <laughs> Hi, Kayla.
1: How are you? Kayla, you yes. have a question for us today, this evening? Um, do you enjoy your radio station? We can't hear you, Kayla. Say it again.
6: Do you enjoy your radio station?
1: Do we enjoy the radio station? Well, we're going to let... Mm-hmm. um, We're going to let... Uh, I'll let <laughs> Abdul... And Mr. James Elam answer that for you, okay? Mr. James Elam can answer in reference to how he feels about being on the talk show this evening. And Abdul is going to answer you how he feels about the talk show in general. Go ahead, Abdul.
2: Well, I feel that it's a great thing for us because, well, it helps us, like, to be better young black men in the world. So, yeah, I think...
6: Hello? Hello?
1: Yes, Kayla? Yeah.
5: Did you hear what he said? Oh,
1: okay. Kayla, what he said was, he said that he um, likes the talk show. He likes being a host on a talk show because it encourages him, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, put it in my words, it encourages him to be a more um, productive uh, member to society and as an African American male an example to himself and his peers. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Okay, great. Yes. Now Mr. Elam.
5: Sure. Well, for me, um this has been uh the high point of my day. So I'm I'm having a great time talking to um young people. As I mentioned, my uh my favorite is helping young people.
1: Okay. That answered your question, Kayla? Yes. That's great. Kayla, put your mom on the phone.
6: Okay.
1: Thank you, Kayla, for calling. Hello. Hi, Bliss. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Say hi to the boys, Bliss. Say hi to Miss Bliss. Hi, Miss
6: Bliss. I enjoyed the show I let Kayla put it on her 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 netbook, her playbook And so she was listening to it Downstairs and I was in another room Listening to the show So she expressed that she wanted to call in So everything was on her
1: Wonderful and we appreciate you And the call in uh,
6: The show Yes. Uh, up until this point, until y'all got to the
2: questions and answers. Yeah.
1: Bruce, yeah. Why, why I have you on the phone, um, because, you know, I've been working with you for the last, oh, my God, I think 10 years or maybe even more than that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been, been a long time. And, and we, we spoke about Mr. James Elam in the past and throughout our conversations throughout the years. Is there any question that you have to ask Mr. Elam while we have you on the line?
6: Um, Mr. Elam, um, let me see. Um you caught me off guard. <laughs>
1: I know I did. That's the fun of the flip side.
6: <laughs> um, in reference to um, how the entertainment is going today, do you think that the, um, the uh, reality shows that are dealing with the music industry, artists, the hip-hop shows, and many other uh, the reality shows like T.I. and Tiny and Mr. Jones, um, have a negative or a positive Effect on uh, On the
5: industry Well you know funny enough I just literally just Pretty much answered that but I will I guess kind of Show how um, I literally just talked about the fact That life imitates art And art imitates life And um, it's That was literally the kind of Things I was talking about When you have people cre- trying to create um, – they try to create this character to try to become popular, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and, and it becomes this thing where it kind of bleeds over into real life, and that's where the reality TV part of it kind of comes in. Like, that's really – you know, every day there's a new Twitter beef, and, you know, every day there's, you know um, – you know, a new celebrity gets arrested or, or something else ridiculous. And it's, you know, again, that that was kind of my exact point in that, you know, it's really just um, blurring back and forth between what's art. Because we were talking about the fact that artists are now more inclined to call themselves business people, whereas before artists just called themselves artists.
2: Yeah. And,
5: and and now you have these artists that are—they always have a goal, and you know, and so you know, funny enough, it, it as a pretty you know, and and hopefully I'm not talking too high for the kids, but artists to me, I I get artists brought to me sometimes now, and they'll say, oh, well, he, you know, he's a great artist because he works hard, and I don't understand how that's a that's related to talent. Mm-hmm. I I you know. I think if, if working hard is the art then why is the artist the artist? Yeah. Yeah,
6: that's that's, that's very true.
5: And oh, so it's very
6: weird, that, weird. Some of them and, that don't even have the talent either, but yet because well, that, they, that's kind they're of putting out point, so much that's negativity kind of, that's attractive then they're getting famous over the negativity as well. Well,
5: well that was that's exactly the point. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
6: So, yeah,
5: but that that was all I had. <laughs> yeah, that's all good. Well, uh, Mr. Rashida, if you don't mind, I, um, I'm I'm going to excuse myself. I've I've again I've had a tremendous time. Um, I really uh, appreciated uh, offering whatever a little bit of information I could to the to the young men and to the listeners. Um, thank you,
3: Mr. Ewan. And I look thank forward to next
5: time. Yes, thank you thank so you, much.
3: Thank you so much, Mr. Elam.
5: Gentlemen, it was my pleasure, and I look forward to watching your growth.
4: Okay.
5: Thank you. I expect okay. big things of you.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
5: <laughs> All right, then, James, and I
1: thank you so much. And Amin told me to tell you hi. I told him we were interviewing you tonight, and he was very excited about that. So he wanted you to know that he um really thankful for you still being in his son's life and looking after his mom. He just wanted you to know that. Okay. And Please give him my regards you, I sure will And you take care And thank you so much of
5: course, Well, good night everyone
1: Good night Well, good night. our listening audience We just had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful interview With um, phenomenal uh, Mr. James Elam And you can also go to Check out what Mr. Elam is, is doing You can Find him on Facebook. That would be James Elam. That's E-L-A-M. And as well, he, as we said, Mr. Elam, he special, his specialties, some of them are film production, TV production, corporate law, business-to-business transactions, entertainment industry contracts, technology licenses, and multimedia contracts. And also... Like I said, Mr. Elam, he is just a phenomenal, phenomenal man, and we're going to put up um, a lot of information as well with our following shows of because I forgot to get Mr. Elam's contact information, and I'm quite sure he don't want me giving out his cell phone number, so we're going to make sure that our next show that we do include all of Mr. Elam's contact information so you'll be able to reach out with him and to utilize the services that he uh, does render. Um, to uh, service our community. And as he said, he does mentor our young men um, as well. He teaches at St. Joseph's University. So we want to really um, connect with um, individuals in our community, in our business um, community that's here and that's willing to assist our young people. Now what we're going to do, We're going to let the young boys say their um, last words because they have to go and go to school. And then we're going to close the last segment out with me um, just speaking to you with some very important things that we need to address. And we also want you to know that on December the 11th, December the 11th, we have our wonderful, wonderful Miss Deanna Williams. From Radio One, one hundred point three, The Beat, as well as she's our um, the host uh, of the Soulful Sundays with Derek. So you don't want to miss this anticipated anticipated interview with the phenomenal Miss Deanna Williams on December the eleventh. You don't want to miss this show. So Quan and G. Is there anything, any last words that you would like to say to our listening audience um, before we let you guys go?
3: I would like to say thank you for listening and um, good night.
1: (laughs) Wonderful. That was G? Um, Okay. Let's hear from Juan.
3: Thank you and good night for participating on our talk show.
1: What you guys going to say? Say thank you. Um,
4: thank you, audience, for listening to our talk show, and I cannot wait. Oh,
7: thank,
4: thank you, Quan thank and G, for being on our talk show this month.
2: You're welcome. Same here. Thank you, Quan and G, for being our talk show, and we look forward to having you as a co-host for next month and. They're on their 4th, and I hope you guys can listen to our next talk show on December 11th with Miss Deanna Williams. And I just want to say thank you for listening and good night.
1: Okay, Quan and G, I, I love you so much, and thank you. I am so, so proud of you boys. You did an awesome, outstanding, wonderful, marvelous job, and it was my pleasure to have you all as co-hosts. On the flip side, good night and I love you and success, success, success. Okay, remember that in school, success. All right. Yes. Good night, love you.
3: Love you too, Amikita.
1: Okay, Zayn, you want to say good night to your listening audience?
4: Um, good night, audience, and um, can't wait to um for y'all to listen next month.
1: Great, Abdul.
2: Saying here. Thank you for listening to our talk show. And we can't. And I can't wait to hear you all next time. I'm not here, but.
1: And thank you, fellas. Good night. You did an awesome job. I am so proud of all four of you. I am so proud of Kayla. Kayla, for calling in. Kayla, we want to thank you so so much. We love you here in Philadelphia. And you're welcome to call in anytime. We love you dearly, Miss Bliss. We love you, Miss Jacqueline Taylor Adams. We thank you so much for allowing us to be on the Master Griad Radio and to take up this time to share with our listening audience. We appreciate you so much. And this is a time where we give shout-outs because I won't be able to do it later. I want to give a shout-out to my husband, Shalil Jabbar. I want to give a shout-out to the Sanders family uh, and <laughs> and to all the listening audience out there. and want you to know that you are loved and pleased Support our young people. When you call in, it really makes their day. We appreciate you just listening, but we also want to hear your comments, your concerns, and feedbacks, any suggestions you may have for future shows. We're open and available to um, take in any considerations and um, suggestions, okay? So we're going to sign out right now on the flip side, and we're going to close the show down a little earlier today Um in the next five minutes, and we're going to close it out uh, because we are really have to get ready for school in the morning. This is report card day. So good night, fellas. Good
3: night.
1: Good night, good G. Tomorrow. Good night, Quan. You can hang up now. Good night. Good night. Love you guys. Night, you too. Okay, audience, what we're going to do in our next um, few minutes of the show is that we first we want to congratulate our president, for another four years, congratulations to our president, President Barack Obama um, and the First Lady. We want to to give them a big um, congratulations and to send out much love to them. And we're looking for great things um, in the next four years, not just for the middle class, but for the poor as well. So we can keep them to remember that there is rich, middle class, and the poor then we can build our nation cuz no one should be forgotten during this process we also want to encourage our young people to encourage our young people to keep on striving and to keep on believing and a lot of things that we do sometimes we make mistakes but we have to remember no one is perfect you brush yourself off pick yourself up and you just keep on trying because If you wake up tomorrow, that means that you're given another chance to move forward. Sometimes we can't correct the things that we have done, but we sure can make steps in a different direction to make things better in our life. Education is the key. Taking advantage of the education and what's put in front of you will be the key to your success. Treating everyone with kindness. Treat yourself with kindness. Love yourself. in turn, you can love others and also young people if you're having problems and you can't talk to your parents or you refuse to talk to your parents then you speak to your teachers, you speak to your counselors, you speak to your neighbors if you're in need of assistance then you find someone don't hold it in find someone to talk to because there are adults out here we do care about you, we do love you and we do care and we do take your best interest at heart. Zion, are you okay over there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Zion's getting a little emotional. So we're going to go, and once again, I do thank everyone, and I love you so much. And once again, Mr. James Elam, you are phenomenal. Thank you so, so much. Jacqueline Tara Adams, we're going to close this out now, Jacqueline, on the note of a song that I love so dearly. Thank you. By a group called Liberty, that was their old name, Liberty, and this song is just—it has so much meaning to it. And if you don't hang up right away, just take a moment to listen to the song. And we thank God for all the wonderful things that He has done for us. And next week, I w- um, next month, I would love to hear um, Miss Betty's son as well. Um, his spoken word artist, who I admire and love. And I would like to continue to have him, uh, his spoken words on the flip side. So Jacqueline Taylor Adams, I love you. Sparkle, Bliss, Trey McNair, uh, Nassir, all the members of the NEC, Ted, Imam Fareed, Imam Awesome. I love you guys, Rabia, Renata, Pastor War, And we thank you all for listening to the flip side. We're signing out. Right. Jacqueline having Adams, I thank you and I love you, sister.
6: All right, Sister Rashida, I just wanted to let you know, you haven't been able to find thank you.
1: Okay, that's incredible. So I have
6: an instrumental that we can just go out on some music.
1: Is that okay? And okay? doing so, let's say... Or unless just say, you want to
6: do Mrs. Betty's son.
1: I'd rather do Mrs. Betty's son. And what we're going to do, we're going to close out with Mrs. Betty's son. I love Mrs. Betty's son. Very inspirational brother. If you're in the city of Philadelphia, um, check him out. Go on his Facebook. Powerful brother. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Mrs. Betty's son. Good night. Peace. Peace.
7: Intent to kill, ran these streets, hide in the cable bill. Paranoid, cause these streets are stressing him. His model ain't nobody getting the best of him. Round these parts, drug wars make the guns spark. Triggers ain't got no heart. Women are hoes, kids in the way. God, that's just the word in the Bible. They prayed for death on their Bibles. Out here, nobody cares. You can smell genocide in the air from them corners. The kids gave birth to crackers and chicken heads. They were misled by the father's old heads. They learned to cop reek, work off the reekers. They went to the war with the dreads Better off dead It was this old lady said. She spoke truth to power. His darkest hour, hourly, closed his casket at 19. Rest in peace, T-shirts, laces, whole team. His mother crying, dressed in black. Search the church, front the back. Even on this day, a daddy he lacks. Your self-exiled monarch from your cabin home. Making you a king without a throne. Making your son a prince without a crown. Look at him now. He lived and died a fatherless child. And this must be supporting karma. Like Sonia Sanchez being my father's baby mama. So you see my dad Thank you for me, but give me his gift indirectly. Top five, dead alive, and hip-hop, R&B, or poetry. So if you think you'll outright me, forget it. And you can take that to heart like God said it. Maybe when I'm going, it give me credit. But right now... I'm that boy, you want that boy. I'm like Lakeshin Hughes on steroids. The lines are a shot, my little girl, little boy. Better father than my daddy ever was. And his poetry a drug every day, I'd be taking it in your head and blowing the bag. And it. sleeping out my soul with you. Sit next to it, might catch you contact. But I wish boys was the female. So I could dive in face first. Put my mouth with the first, Grab my hair, and slap on the backside, and ask her, whose poetry is this? She say it's yours daddy And nine months later she'll make me happy Give me two miracles i mean one wordplay the other miracle Just so I can walk up to the people and say did you see my lyrical wordplay Never had a daddy but I always had poetry So I gotta thank God for giving me this literary style And maybe this makes us even For me growing up A fatherless child